We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Eight Black Hands Podcast. On this episode, we're going to talk about the principal of James Madison High School. So, context. A lot has been going on in terms of uh, this principal from James Madison High School, uh, Carlota, Carlotta uh, Outley Brown, Miss Brown, uh, the principal of the school. So apparently on April the 9th, 2019, Miss Brown, uh, who is a principal that had previous success at another school, who is now the principal of James Madison High School, implemented a dress code for parents. She wants to make sure that parents are appropriately dressed uh, in order to enter the building, right? So we got varying perspectives in terms of how this should look and, and how much power a principal should have over the establishment of the school. So we have Mr. L. Melke, who is a principal of a high school in Philadelphia. We have uh, Mr. Stewart, who has visited a ton of high schools and has seen a lot of things. <laughs> and, and so in today's episode, we're going to talk about all the things that Stuart's seen and all the things that he doesn't want to see. And we're just going to get some perspective on this. So jump right in, fellas. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an interesting uh, letter, to say the least. And, and you know, from one, from one angle, like, who, who knows what she's seen, what people have walked into the building with. Um, but I, you know, and and I've listen. I've, I've this is my I've said before. This is my 26 year working in schools. I've seen you know parents who've you know uh, came from work to pick up their kids, and I've seen parents who rushed out of the house, you know, uh, in their PJs to to pick up their kids. But I've never uh, ever even thought about sitting down and penning a letter to all my parents. So I got almost. You know, you figure like I almost have 800 uh, parent, 800 kids in my school. And you figure, you know, maybe half of them, because, you know, a lot of them have siblings or whatever. So let's say five, 600 of them are, are parents in the, our school community. I've never thought for one second to send 600 parents a letter and say, don't you dare come up to Shoemaker campus with, with your head wrapped or curlers and, and yeah i don't care like if they come to pick up their family with curlers in their heads like oh well so what like i like i, it, I don't know and i just it doesn't that's not at the top of my priority i the 20 30 things that i'm thinking about all day every day parents in uh in what they call them bonnets now shower i used to call them shower caps <laughs> when we were little Parents coming up with shower caps is not on my top 50 things that I'm stressing about. Okay. Stu, what's your take? Man, I got many takes. So you said, like, <laughs> I visited a lot of schools and I've seen a lot of things. He's a parent, too. I'm a parent, too. And this, yes. is some, this is something I know for sure. Like, call me elitist, call me whatever you want. There is going to be a certain set of parents that are going to roll up to a school and see people with all of their goods hanging out and they're not going to put their child in that school specifically because of that. We can pretend like that's not true and, and that there's a reason why some schools look like this and need a policy and some don't. But, but 
let, let's not let's just back up and say one thing this principal is not some culturally insensitive white person in a school who she doesn't know the culture she's an alumni of this high school she has been around a long time she has uh won awards and she runs an orderly school and everything about her is not much different than the traditional black teacher this isn't new the only thing that is new is that we've had two or three cycles of babies having babies, and all of a sudden everybody is having kind of like social media outrage. Oh my God, I can't believe I can't show my butt at school. I can't believe I can't come up in here in tassels in the G-string, right? What are you talking about? Where did you grow up? Wait, 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 wait. I don't think that's what right. you think. So, 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 I didn't see it. I, I didn't see that either. Listen to what she said. Wait, 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 wait. Dresses, this is in their policy. Dresses that are up to your behind will not be permitted on the premises or in the building. What do you mean I can't show my butt? You're culturally <laughs> insensitive. But who even writes like that? Who even says no dresses up to your behind? Like if, people like who even, are watching uh, a bunch of people walk in with dresses up to their but, behind. But no, who no, says that? No. People, people that are peer, people that are out of touch with reality. Yeah, this thing. Listen, I, I think you out of touch with reality if you pretend that this ain't going on. Yo, I, I, that's, so what, that's what I'm saying. So I've, I've seen some things where I'm just like, eh, you know, I probably wouldn't wear that. But I've never, you know. Like if they were going on a trip or they were going to be there for some extended time or they violent, like I've, we've, I've sent a kid, uh, not a kid, I'm sorry. I've sent a young millennial home who was a, uh, a classroom assistant. They were going to be in the school all day. They were dressed inappropriately. A teacher. You know, cleavage all out and things like that. Yeah, this like, is a teacher so though, right? Like you have to go home and change because that's not professional attire. Wow. That's, that's different than a parent coming in to sign their kid up or pick their kid up like, they're Three. there for what five, ten minutes. Wait a second, now that was a teacher. You sent a teacher. It was home? a, it was a, uh, a TA, like a center. behavior specialist, TSS worker. Man, you culturally insensitive. You sent that sister home just because she was letting her stuff hang out. I did. Wow, no, bro. Let me, wow. Let me, let me, let me stop. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna put this on social media. Let me <laughs> this. Hold on one second. I, sh I should have taken a picture and blasted it out on that day, but I'm, you know, that's not the type of person I am. Let me let me stop y'all because y'all see where this is going. This is this where's is, it going, man? Well, yeah, it's, it's, tell me where it's going. Help us. <laughs> so, so there was the this. What's her name? Sister in people's. I don't want to. The principal. No, 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 Grant. no, no, no. Who are you talking about? The the writer for Ed Post. Um. She uh, writes Tanisha, for people's. Tanisha, Tanisha, yes, people's, people's, people's yes. right, right, right. Yes. So she she wrote a piece and she open kinda, outrage, yo. Yes, yes, yeah, and she yeah, tore this yeah. apart. She did. She did, and she's a dope sister. Like so, so she knew that I was gonna like have a different opinion about it, but she's yes. dope. Like, and and I agree with her on parts of it, but I just feel like this is one of those very hard issues for me because I get the outrage. I understand it. I, most times I'm Which the first outrage? one. Just the outrage when people line up and they say these schools are culturally incompetent, right? Okay. Like they, they, they are not treating our kids. They're treating our kids like they need to be fixed and that they need to, but, but, but in this case, this is number one, this is black on black crime. First of all, let's just start, let's start with that. This is, as I, I said at the outset, this is a black uh, a veteran teacher educator with awards who has run award-winning schools before. What kind of and likes, and what Let kind me finish, let me finish. And, and has, uh, uh, like, in her district, she's just known for being, for, but, but look what she says in the beginning of, the, of this policy is, to prepare our children and let them know daily 
the appropriate attire they are supposed to wear when entering a building, going somewhere, applying for a job, or visiting someone outside of the home setting. This is why people graduate from y'all schools after 12 years, incapable of getting a job in McDonald's. No, hell no. This is that. Yes, it is. <laughs> this, this is why y'all be, be talking why. about, oh, I don't even care how they look when they come in. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody First said that. If she if she wrote the letter and said and started with that kind of beginning and encouraged people like, hey, you know, cons she's saying Why like, I'm not going to let you in to pick up your own. Like, I mean, first of all, I might go to Texas just in a hair bonnet with <laughs> hair curl is just improved. Like, I wish somebody would tell me when they're not going to release my child to me. Like, who the hell should you? Like, yo, like, actually <laughs> well, having I, a, I a stance about, like, what people wear and if it's inappropriate, that's one thing. Encouraging and saying, like, hey, here's what we're modeling for our students, you know, sharing that one thing. But I dare somebody to tell me, like, you know what? We're going to basically hold your kids hostage if we don't like what you wear. And I will, like... I, I'm not even going to talk about, like, the old me would have punched him in the mouth. Like, who do you think you can't? I'm coming up there just to show you that no, you not. You know what I mean? So I, I think it's just other ways to do it than just say, we're going to hold your kids hostage if we don't like what you got on. The policy. Yes, Bro, I'll say that. Sometimes wear what I consider inappropriate. And but at first, I recognize that I'm also, you know, I'm a conservative in, 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 in dress attire. And so I acknowledge that. And I understand that. And I don't try to put that on everybody else. This policy, is Trump -esque. That this policy is Trump-esque. No, it's not. This policy is Trump-esque. No, it's not. This policy is coming to finish. This policy doesn't care about what women wear. We already have that established. This policy has come to the border and turn around and wait in Mexico. That's what this policy is. What, you know what, what this don't policy, you like about this, it, right? Yeah, what, yeah. please tell me. Please tell okay. me. Because y'all are both principals, so it, it, I'm Bro. afraid that y'all run anything goes school. <laughs> so tell me Man. what you don't like about it. So first and foremost, my parents, wouldn't come in, well, my parents wouldn't come in my school there wearing anything like this. Why not? But the reason why. Hey, no, stop. Reason, why not? The reason why, why they wouldn't do that yes. is because we have dialogue to address these type of situations, right? So my parents know how I carry myself and they know how I want my students to carry themselves. And so they mimic that type of behavior. It's not because well, I- Maybe they're not mimicking. Maybe they already had that kind of perspective. Maybe right? maybe they did. You're absolutely right. But for those, for those of them who come in inappropriately or scantily dressed or whatever, we have conversations about, we have difficult conversations about that, about like, you know, is this how you want to be representing yourself? Is this how you want to be representing your kid? It's all about dialogue. It's not something that you, I haven't had it to be that bad to the point to where I would even have to think about writing something like this. Yeah, this is yeah. offensive in this so is, many this is, ways. This is the point though. What you just said is key. Yeah. You, have you have never seen this in yeah. the situation that you're in. And this is the problem with people all ac across the country getting outraged. The majority of them have never been in a school where something like this would be, someone would need to say this. No, right? I, I disagree. That, that's the problem. I've, I've seen parents and family members come up with something, as I said, like, I'll be like, mm. That's a little risque. <laughs> I, I don't know if I would walk out of the house with that on. And they were coming up to pick up their kids. So I'm not going to run out of my office and be like, yo, bar the doors. <laughs> you know that, you know, uh, <laughs> don't let them in. She got, she got, her pants are too tight. You know what I mean? It's, um, this, this, and, a, see, this doesn't even say too tight. Seen, Look what she says here. She says, this isn't just about being too tight. She's like, too tight and too ripped. Small. Daisy Dukes are low rider shorts, and she's also talking about jeans that are ripped 
at the buttocks. And <laughs> tops, tops that you can see your bust. Why not just in have per, a conversation? In parentheses, she has breasts. In, why, in parentheses. Why not have a conversation with those families that, you know what I mean, that if they came in like that, just like, you know what I mean, like if that's what you want to do. But to write a letter to however many families are there. Now, there, here's what I will tell you. I've had to have conversations with, uh, with staff individually. And usually but, with but this, that's, that's, that's a good that's point. Dangerous. It, that's but dangerous. no way. But wait a second now. This is I mean not as great drastic point. as you know cut holes in in the the in the butt. So I hope not. But yeah, but this is good. this is a good point because the students have a dress code, and you're telling me that educators from time to time need a little bit of correction on the dress and code. And it's minuscule, one percent something like that. But still, I've they, I've had they, the conversation. If you go on Instagram, there's an entire channel of inappropriate teachers, teachers who wear things to class, like parents can snap pictures of them, and, and they, they, they're confusing the classroom with the club, right? So, 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 so now, wait a second now. You got, <laughs> what do you mean you want to find it? What are you, you looking for? I'm finding on IG. I want to see what's Oh, this, <laughs> now, now, wait a professionally? I, I think there's one called Bay Teacher or something like Don't that. Don't give a lady website. Teacher Bay. Teacher Bay. Is it Teacher Bay? Yeah, uh, she was, anyways, I remember that. So, so. It's a three-legged stool, students, uh, staff, and parents, right? And two of those have some standards of dress. They have dress codes for two of those. For students, there's certain things you can't wear for a reason. Like you can't wear Confederate flags and you know, on your shirt or gang signs or whatever in certain schools because yes. they're trying to- Yeah, certain schools. Some of those schools, that's probably okay. Will, but I'm just saying because the principals are trying to set a culture, right? And then the staff, the same thing. Like you've had to have discussions with staff to go home. The missing link in all of our education discussions is standards for parents of all sorts, right? And this is what I'm saying. Like I get where people say, oh, that's respectability politics. But to me, respectability politics is what you do when you're afraid white people are looking at you. What would you do if there are no white people on planet Earth and you have to set the culture of what you want your school to look like just for black people? Just what, what are our internal standards of operation? How do we want our kids to show up? How do we want them to learn? How do we want to teach them? How do we want to prepare them for a world where people do make judgments about you? Your own people judge you in the way that you dress. Your own people will walk out of a Walmart if they walk in and see the wrong type of us in there, right? So let's stop pretending that, that like it's just a free-for-all and is you know it, there should be no standards and whatnot and blah, blah. we let parents off the hook and i think we've had two or three generations now of people grow up with no standards and as black people we're losing our way we're losing our standards <laughs> and, and if you can have this conversation with staff right like why and, 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 but that's the thing the i've parents? never had the conversation with staff like standing in front of a hundred staff members like hey I don't want to see X, Y, Z. If, you know, like it's, everyone right. knows what professional attire is. And there are some folks who are just like, hey, you know what? And uh, uh, to be uh, totally honest, I usually don't have the conversation directly. Um, you have someone else. Like, yeah, more, more closer. Female staff right, would right. say, you know, would say something to. And I just want to take black and white out of it for a second, too. I don't this want is, there, there's to also, like, hey, but there's also, uh, like, look, I didn't see it actually one of my, uh, one of my sister, my sister principal saw it and addressed it, you know? So, that's, so me, and Ray would, me and Ray were talking about this before. And I also said there's a generational issue to this too, because all different races of people are starting to show up in work situations, not entirely sure what to wear. Like millennial folks coming into the workplace now aren't always ready for, for 
the workplace. I'll just put it that way. You know, like there's some, some shifty stuff happening. But in our communities, we have grown up with people like on Sundays, you go to church, you dress like you're going to church. I see people in church dress. in jeans, though, man. I know that's like gotten crazy. That's got this gotten out of hand. Wait, whoa, what's like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. yeah, 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 yeah. It's gotten out of hand. Je- what's wrong with jeans? Go, coming to church in jeans? Yeah, listen. First of all, first of all, we're what not church you going to, bro. Judge, no, I don't know. I'm just no, 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 no. I've heard some because, people complain about it. Right. And I've but, heard other pastors say, "Wear your jeans and come. Just be here." Because listen, we got preachers are dying. We got preachers Yeah, you're right. That's that's and this this woman right here, she comes from a church that's not dying. Right. And that's right. That's right. And that's and that's why she that's why and how she's basing the like this this sounds like a this sounds like an old uh a mother of a church that wants her church to come in dressed up, looking nice, so they can judge them. Um and, and all the things like that. That that's what this sounds like. This is not church though. This is school that I we're talking it. about. Yeah, yeah. And see, this is the problem. And the parents but aren't you are giving you're given like a post, you're given a post brown. Uh, school analysis, right? Because before Brown, black educators, it, before Brown, used yeah. to teach kids everything. They mm-hmm. used to teach them how to vote. They used to teach them how, if they get stopped by by police, or how to handle authorities, how to act in court. They didn't just teach you uh, the three R's, right? Oh, that was part of black schools. That was right. being a black educator, right? That's a fact. That's a and fact. they did prepare the first black middle class to enter into the world as the first black middle class with rules just like this and we got to also admit there was a lot of respectability politics at that time too because they were concerned about how especially when you're talking about the the middle class and the talented 10th they were very concerned about how white people viewed the whole the concepts were about hey white people might see this and look at the whole race as xyz i mean that was the whole basis of of i would say yes I'd say yes. For a percentage of them, it was the how other people are going to see you. For a big percentage of them, it is we are not preparing you for the world that we want. We're preparing you for the world that we have so that you can go out and make progress. Yeah, but that's saying progress. They probably saw the white boy in the coveralls with a straw sticking out of his mouth and still able to do whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it was still race, class and privilege has always played in this kind of, you know, conversations. Even back then. I feel like back then, for sure, black schools were preparing larger numbers of black people to be confident about themselves, to feel their own power, to not feel like the other, and to actually go into a harsh, brutal world and deal with it. I feel like we have, lo- we have gotten soft and we have lost the idea that we're even in a battle anymore in this struggle. We, we're, we're, we've turned on each other more than we're like we've we're, tr- we're, we're just not even trying to set the standard for certain people anymore. Middle class black people are setting standards for their kids. And then everybody else, it's like left to fend for themselves. The first paragraph of this where she says she's trying to prepare kids as the, you know, uh, uh, for the world, basically, and to get jobs and, and to visit people outside of just your home territory or whatnot, is something that people will call soft skills right at some point and they're going to say they're not going to hire you at some point because you didn't shake the handshake right or you didn't show up the dress the right way or whatnot listen i don't want that for my people it's not to judge them it's just that that i know for sure that that's how the system works that's how this works you show up with all your stuff hanging out i can guarantee you that there's a, a number of opportunities in life that are not going to come to you only because of that 
But, yeah, but, but what I'm saying is those parents didn't different. come up there to apply for a job. It'd be right. different if she said, hey, if you're applying for a job here, yeah. dress X, Y, Z, this is what I expect. They not up here. They, the lady no. up here to sign the kid up. How do you send a kid home? Right? Wait a minute. Has all the yeah. paperwork, has everything, but you got a hole in your pants so you may not enroll your kid. That To me, that sounds crazy. I mean, she says in here too, what else she says, parents, we do value you as a partner in your child's education. That's in the last paragraph, bro. That's in the last paragraph. That's not in the first paragraph. If you value That was after the edit. Somebody said, hey, maybe we add that. Why does it matter where it's at? It's in here. What is it? Listen, first of all, right? It's the policy. I want y'all both to understand. I want y'all both to understand this. These policies like all these other things. Parents, even though she's the principal of that school, Parents run that school. And here's what I mean. If every parent says, you know what? I hate this policy. I'm taking my kid to the school down the road. Then she has no school. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think that's absolutely. This is, listen, this is why. Why I did all school your conversations choice. involve in yeah. the school choice or something? No, I believe, <laughs> this is why I believe in school choice, right? Because, like, if you want a school, if you want a school where people are wearing, like, tassels and G-strings, you go for it, right? You do it. You do it. You see me do it. tassels, like, what? <laughs> you do it, right? You do it. Because some of them need tassels. You be seeing too much. I'm sorry. But like, I, I'm sorry that there are so many middle class people on Twitter who have never been to a school where this type of policy is necessary. But there are some places you will go in this world where you would never put your child in it, specifically because what you see when you come to enroll. Bro, right? listen, listen. The, uh, there's if, a good, there's a good many of I don't. I, I'm not. This is see. This is what what what. There's a good many folks uh, who who may be working on polls, but they're working on polls. <laughs> And, and they're paying themselves through college. So, you know. I'm not even going to touch that one. That was so ridiculous. I can't even touch that it. That was very ridiculous. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Fast forwarding. Right. It, I can't even You know, it, go, it goes back to this, you know, again, the con, and everything's context. Like, if I can see if, if uh, you know, if someone was having a conversation with, and I'm trying to remember in my, in all my years, have we had conversations with an uh, individual family who may have come up, you know, um, you know, with a tire that, you know, was wanting some more material or something. I, I can't recall <laughs> it. So maybe, um, you know, and it's the difference between teaching students about, here, here's an example. So we, we share summer schools with uh, other schools. So like, you know, we combine schools, right? And so we choose one site and then two other high schools. We all send our students to that one particular high school. That sounds violent. No, nah, it's fine. That's, that's an <laughs> assumption about, about, kids no like it's, it's not violent it's, it's fine it's peaceful they're in summer school yeah cross boundaries and borders and all that kind of stuff right so anyway we were hosting it this one year at, at shoemaker and you know the principal of the other school was was standing out to start on the steps we're all waiting for the kids and you know to greet them before we open the doors and you know some of the kids came up and was like hey who's that it was a it was a, a white man with like you know tattoos all over his, his you know his face his neck you know everywhere, and I was like that's the principal. They're like what? I was like yeah that's you know introduce yourself. And the kids was like man, I'd never be able to get a job having you know those kind of tattoos on my um 
you know, on my neck and, and face and stuff. And I was just like, that's interesting. Why do you say that? And they just started talking about like how they're viewed. And these are, these were like middle school kids, you know, and, but they were having a conversation about, you know, what the difference was, what they could do and what they couldn't. And they, they were pretty perceptive. They knew about this. I was just like, you don't think you could get a principal job if you showed up at the, uh, you know, at the interview with, you know, tatted up and everything. And they were like, no, I don't think we can. And so, you know, it's, I think people, students are aware. So yes, schools are, you know, trying to prepare students and, and making them aware of things. They were keenly aware as middle school students about privilege and, and, and class and race and how that, you know, colors their, you know, job applications or, or anything else. And I, you know, but I just can't think of a time where we, we spoke directly to you know, family. And I know we haven't barred anybody. And I can say like families don't come up. The, they don't come up the way that is described in, in the letter. So, you know, I, you know, if that's her community and they're having those type of challenges, you know, what, what can I say? I'm, I'm really far away from, um, you know, from Texas, but I still just can't for the life of me uh, think about telling them you're not going to be able to get your kid for early dismissal or you're not going to be able to enroll them unless you look like you're going for a job uh, interview. I mean, this is the thing about like different strokes for different folks, different schools, right? For different yeah. people. Like, because I mean, there's schools where people are up in arms because they walk in a line doing, uh, during transitions from class to class. In my school where my kids were, one of our schools where we have a couple kids in, um, they walk in a line because they have too many kids in the building for the number of transitions that they have to do. So you have to keep it orderly. There's, I have no problem with it. There's nobody like, you know, everybody's doing it, white kids, black kids, you know, African, Somali, you know, Hmong, whatever, everybody has to do the same thing. It's not like, but you could have some parents who would be in there and be like, you know, you having these black people walk in a line like they did in slavery. You know, you, you up in here, you know, testing them every three days, giving them tests and not realizing that the tests are racist. You blah, 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 blah. And before you know it, if you put all those things together, you come up with a school that has no standards, no care of how you behave, no care for behavior, and have lost a bunch of parents who actually do believe that it matters how kids behave in a school, right? And where they put their kid for the day. I don't believe that testing is, is racist and killing kids. I don't believe them walking in a line is like somehow akin to slavery. If that's slavery, it's the best slavery ever because they're walking them from one classroom to food. And, Wait, and, and, then, and then like, you know, this idea that you might have to dress like, like private parts are staying private. Listen, what would be our standards? Where are our standards? What would be our standards if we just set them ourselves for how a school should look? So I'm not about to let you say any kind of slavery would be good. That's not okay. Slavery walking from a classroom into a free food facility? Please. Please. My kids are not in slavery because they're walking in, in a line, right? That's an or, orderly school where the educators have it under control. And, the edu and you walk in there and you know right away the educators got this building under control. You walk in some buildings and know for a fact that the adults have lost all, all control of the school. Look, I had so a, easy. You could see it right away when you look. I had a school. debate with a friend of mine um, not too long ago because they were, you know, I guess offended that our school had a a handbook, like a student handbook, 
you know, for infractions. Like, hey, if this happens, then this would happen. If this happens three times, then this may happen. They thought that was, you know, oppressive. This is my and, point. You know, that was point. just like, you know, like every, every job has a handbook. Oh. Every college that those kids are going to go to has a handbook. They, they're, you know, so I was like, I get it. Like, yes, I do believe that some things are too far. And some, some of the stuff that people push back, I'm always just like, build your school. I want to see it. yourself. That's it. That's yeah, it. Build your school. Build your school. Like everything that you're against, like, oh, that did it. And you do this too much. And those schools do that too. Like build, what we say before, stop talking, build your school. That's and it. let's see it. That's it. I'm, I, I, you know, I, I say, I, I agree with with that piece. I'm not going to hold kids hostage though, because you know somebody got a, a hair bonnet on. I don't think she's going to need to. This policy basically says, please don't break, uh, break these rules. We're trying to work together to make a, 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 a uh, teach kids the right lesson. Is basically what the policy says. It has a bunch of bullets and things in it. There's some things in the bullets that people just shouldn't even be arguing about. But Should man, parents I be rolling up into a school with their butt hanging out? No. Right. No. Should they be hanging, having their breasts hang out? No. Right. Should they like, listen, do I need a letter? You know, right. Do I need that letter if I've never done that either? Though? Like, no, uh, like, no, you need the letter if there are too many people showing up where there are kids with all their goods hanging out. Yeah, but they got goods and, and shower caps in the same letter. Well, like, you know, what? I got a that's healthy true. I got that's a true. healthy, you know, contempt for uh, for authority sometimes, you know, and I know that's like one of my, you know, like problems right and like i would have just as a parent and that's and that my kid was there i'm showing up next day with a shower i'm gonna look like that boy off of, uh that sell the ice cream off on friday what was the boy big worm i'm coming up there <laughs> like big worm but you know how many people you know how many people take the same take the same position as you as who? Or, yeah. as, no, not, nobody takes the same position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming up there like big worm. I might you get a what? perm just for that day with some with some curlers up in my joint. Tell talk about you're not gonna let me in. Why? No, but I'm this, not, I'm not gonna why. take that from you, Ray. I'm not gonna take that from you. Because you know who you know who is thinking just like I'm thinking. Ooh, the entire group of people with money and jobs and who are, are arguing what we're arguing about right now, yeah. but would walk up into a school like this, look at these people and act allergic to it. And then, they and weren't then, coming there and then anyway. rush their kids away to a school where there ain't nobody with their asses hanging out. Bro, like, you, yo, you, you, I was thinking about that earlier. And your perspective and your take is kind of like a, a talented 10 type perspective and take on it. No, it's it's like a it's like a racial no, it realism is. take. You, you, it's, a, it's a realism no, take. No, it, it's it's a, it's a CEO's like this. It's a CEO take. Nah, I don't think so. It's a, this is absolutely a CEO take because like listen, if you if right now if right now you were working in McDonald's, you wouldn't be having this perspective. Oh yes, I would. Because when I worked at McDonald's, I had this perspective. <laughs> 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 I just wonder, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You think I made this kind of money my whole life, Negro? Is you crazy? I'm three decades in. I'm three decades okay. in. Okay. Right? Okay. And with my oldest, who's 28, I, yeah. was, I, I was not stupid as I was working service industry jobs and cleaning hotels and cleaning out grills and shit at night. I wasn't dumb. Yeah, I knew yeah. what looked like employment and what looked like unemployment for my child. And yeah. I can walk into school and tell you right now, this looks like a bunch of people are going to be working with me in 10 years. Right? Okay. okay. Right? That's why I fought to get him into better schools where people looked like they were going to have a job one day. All right. That's respectable. 
And, and, and I'm not the only one who thinks like that. People know, like people are stupid. They know when they're trapped in circumstances where everybody looks and acts poor. I did. Mm. I did. Because it was me. So, so, so but listen. Some, some, people, some, people, some people, this is all they have. This is true. For better, for better, for better or for worse. This is if this true. is all that you have, then I'm going to do things and I'm going to create policies that are going to build you up. Not that are gonna tear you down. This is a tear down policy. What also, you I'm a cons- bar. I'm an educational. Bar I'm an educational conspiracy theorist. Uh-oh. I believe that this policy is nonsense, and she did this to go viral. I'm telling you, she had the end of her rope. I don't think so. She, she had the end of her rope, and there was no other so. way. There was no other way that y'all was gonna make a movie about her unless she had something. <laughs> I think she would have taken better self pictures if she thought this was gonna go viral. Okay. I think she would have taken better pictures of herself. I mean, because like the jacket that she's wearing, everybody in a ripped on her for the jacket. It looked like a parrot threw up on it. So like, <laughs> like so I think if she thought this was going to go viral, she probably would have wore something else. But listen, man, listen, this is hard for me. I got to say this right now. I yeah. understand why everybody is, is outraged. I understand why people consider me wrong on this. I understand. Before it even comes out of my mouth, I feel like, oh, this is going to be a tough one for me because <laughs> I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it not through the lens of social justice, everything's against us, oh my God, here we go again. And you know, these people are like, don't understand blackness and blah, blah, blah. I'm seeing it through the lens of, if white people evaporated tomorrow, we would have to decide what the rules are. And yeah. we would have to decide what, what the rules look like, what you should, how school should operate and how it should look. And one of the things that might come out of that, if we had old school black teachers, is something close to this. Question. Question for both of y'all. All right. Could a man have written this? Hail to the null. Why? Because you're talking about breasts and, 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 and Daisy Dukes and butts hanging out and all that type of stuff. It just, it, I, I think a man, like, listen, men in education already walk a tightrope. I think in some ways. You better believe it. With some of the issues that they have to deal with. Some of the issues relate to some of this. This is why Sharif has somebody else talk to a female staff member who needs uh, he to talk to her. about this. He stuff. talked to her. He said, what did you say, Sharif? Did you talk to her? Did you tell her you can't be coming in here with your breasts hanging out? Oh, I can't hear him. Reef, fix your mic. I need to hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see, he ain't got no standards for microphone. <laughs> this is my point. This is my point right now. <laughs> Anyways, oh, Reeve, you know some, what I'm saying about this. Some, yeah, some, 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 a pen or so, a sharpie or something so we can... <laughs> Send us a signal. Send a us a signal. signal or something. All right. Well, well uh, audience, Reef and his, his mic uh, troubles uh, are upon us again. <laughs> <laughs> he has cut out. So listen, there is a second story. This one, I think we, we beat this to death. Listen, the bottom line for me on this is I get why y'all are outraged and other people are. I understand the criticism about respectability politics. I happen to see it different because I want safe, orderly, rigorous schools for my children. That's, that's the thing that I want for my kids. If someone else wants something different, good for them. Good for them. I, I, I just actually don't want a school where everybody's walking around like this and needs this in their life. But you have a worse example. You, you wrote something this week. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening. <laughs>